thanks James for uh, sitting down and talking with us and uh, yeah how you doing how you been good man thanks for having me on I appreciate it of course um yeah so let's uh, I guess we'll just jump right into it um James you fish tournaments out of a Hobie kayak what got you into let's talk how did you start fishing first of all man fishing has been a uh, a lifelong passion of mine uh my dad got me into fishing and as a, a little kid we uh we grew up out in wilton and he actually dug a pond on the property he had and uh stocked it full of bass and catfish so i kind of this is back when i was three four years old so i kind of cut my teeth fishing the little pond you know a little pond we had in the property and Every summer we'd make a trip out to uh, <clears throat> Fort Bragg, and we'd uh, go out pick pick the biggest mussels we could find on a low tide, and you know put a little eight ounce sinker on there and throw them out off the rocks out of the right off of uh, Russian Gulch. We'd, we'd camp out there and wake up early every morning and go rock fishing out in the ocean. <clears throat> and that kind of progressed into uh, we've got a, a little cabin up off of uh, Highway 36 towards. Uh, Fortuna out of Red Bluff and tons of just fishing the rivers up there for trout, native trout. And that's where I cut my teeth into fishing. I mean, I, I did that for years and years and years. And it wasn't until I, mean, I dabbled in bass fishing here and there. We had a family friend with a boat. And I'd go out every once in a while with them. And it was back when I was in high school. And I never want to wake up early, so I always was just, ah, I'll go with you next time. <laughs> and, you know, just I, I don't want to get up that early. Like, get up at 5 o'clock in the morning? Who does that? Yeah, why would here I do I'm that? Getting, <laughs> right? Here I am getting up at 2.30 in the morning to go make a run up to Clear Lake for the day and back, you know. Um, Priorities are a little different nowadays. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> um I was like 2006, 16, 15, 16. I decided to buy a kayak because I wanted to get off the shore and uh, kind of be able to get out and move around on the water. And I cut my teeth on a, it was a Jackson Big Rig. Great boat, great platform. Beast of a boat, yeah. Oh, man, that thing sucked the paddle around. You know, it was a, you know <laughs> there's no pedal drive on that one. No, it was it OG Big Rig, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's what about the same size as the Hobie PA 14, and you're out there paddling that thing around. And any bit of wind would come up, and you know, you'd find a spot. And next thing you know, you're 40, 50 yards away from it. Oh, I got to paddle back over there. Like, all right, here we go. Um, I fished out of that till 2020 when I bought my my Hobie from you guys, and that's how uh, I got introduced to Headwaters. Yeah, that's but, awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I ended up, I hurt my back when I was in the military, and I ended up uh, herniating a disc in my back in 2019. So, 2020, you know, dealing everybody's dealing with COVID while I was dealing with uh, three back surgeries later and uh, a fused L4, L5, and plenty of time sitting on the couch and laying in bed watching YouTube and stumbled upon Greg Blanchard, you know. Like everybody. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, everybody's introduction to kayak tournament fishing, Greg Blanchard, you know. And I was like, oh, man, that looks like fun. You know, I got to I got to try that. And uh, I was like, oh, I can't. I could do it out of the big rig. But, like, you know, I need to upgrade. It's time to upgrade. 
and uh, I did a ton of research. You know, I had it was between the the Titan 13.5 and the Hobie, and seeing the the benefits of that 360 drive, man, it sold me. So I ended up getting a hold of you, and I mean, you were the only one probably within a three hour drive of me that actually had one. Yeah, that was so, back, yeah, COVID times. They were uh, yeah. definitely hard to get a hold of back then, for sure. Oh man, I it'd be like, oh yeah, I got, I, you know, I got to order it. And it'll be, you know, I was calling in November, I think, around 2020. Yeah, I'll be, you know, February of, you know, 2021. I'm like, man, I don't want to wait that long. Like, I'm getting on the end of my recovery. <clears throat> Physical therapy is going well. He was like, oh yeah, do you go ahead and go out and go kayaking? I'm like, oh perfect, you know. I got to find one of these. And, you know, luck, luckily for me, you guys had one. And I made the drive up there and, you know, met you guys for the first time back then. I think I got it in December. Yeah. And, December of 20, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. I think I sat on it till about middle of January when everything was going really good with physical therapy and all that, that, that stuff. And, put it on the Folsom for the first time. And I never fished Folsom before, you know, I kind of have the big rig. I kind of stuck to smaller bodies of water just cause I don't want to have to paddle so far. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, you'd be paddling like crazy. You're going like three miles an hour, two and a half miles an hour. You're like, Oh, you're soaking wet, you know, paddle, you know, right. And, uh, uh, you know, I went out to Folsom, caught a couple fish out of it. You know, I'm still relatively <clears throat> green at that point in uh, terms of bass fishing, you know. And you know, I caught a couple fish. I'm like, oh, everybody says Folsom's difficult. I'm like, man, I went out here, caught a couple. I'm like, this is a good day, you know. And I think tournaments kicked off, and I did a month long, a couple month long. So I went back to work in 2021 in March, I think February FTD was doing a month long. So I hopped onto that just to kind of get used to putting a fish on a measuring board, taking photos. What made you want to get into tournament fishing? Like where'd that come from? You know, it was looking at, at the fun that, that, that Greg and his group of guys had doing it and the camaraderie and, the friendships that they all have, yeah, you know, the, coming from, community. Yeah. Coming from a military background, you know, the, the camaraderie is, is huge, you know, like, cause we, I, you, you embrace the suck a lot when you're in the service, you know, and being able to, uh, have that camaraderie with, with guys that you, you know, you may or may not know, you know, and I, I bet, a ton of folks out fishing. I mean, even during the month long, I met a really good uh, buddy of mine now. You know, we ran into each other out Folsom. We were both fishing the FTD month long, and, you know, here we are. We go fishing together all the time nowadays, and not progressing to meeting this guy and then this guy and, you know, and then meeting plenty of other veterans in the kayak community that fish. Um, Anthony Kernan, like, he's a really good friend of mine now army vet you know and meeting him and fishing with him all the time and it's uh that's kind of what drew me in there plus the hey let me go do this because i want to learn 
Mm-hmm. What better way to learn than surround yourself around people that have been doing it for a long time Throwing and that yourself know, into know it. what they're doing? Yeah, exactly. And you know, the month longs are cheap. You know, it was like a cheap way just to kind of dive into it, you know, and see what it's all about. And, you know, I got hooked, man. I, you go from there, and I think the first actual, like, one day event I fished was uh, the Yakabass. They did, what, like, East of 99 challenge. It was, you know, and I met a couple of cool people. I ended up fishing uh, Salt Valley Springs. Um, so it's, like, kind of in the middle of nowhere, like, west of New Maloney's. It's uh, kind of like a run runoff area, and the farmers use it to uh, pump out of it and ir- irrigate their, their farms. Okay, so like a reservoir. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, super low, you know, like probably not as low as it got last year. But so I kind of was fishing around a couple of different places, you know, trying to learn the Hobie, learn all my new electronics I got on it, and kind of, you know, get a feel for what I was doing. So I spent a couple of days pre-fishing out there since I was off, you know, with the, the, the back issues and whatnot, I wasn't quite back to work yet. And I go, I go pre-fishing, running a couple of guys. Uh, one of them was a correctional officer and one of them was, uh, um, he did prior service, but he's also in the national guard, you know, another, mm-hmm. another army, army vet, you know, running to him, super cool guys, you know, kind of picked their brain a little bit and, um, you know, we talk, you know, every once in a while now, even nowadays, you know, so it's like back to that whole camaraderie thing, you know, it just, that's kind of what drew me into it. And then from there, I just, you know, I'd, I'd fished uh, a couple more of the Yakabass events and then I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, I'm having fun. Fish Comanche, which is <clears throat> about 45 minutes from the house. Um, Second tournament I did for a single day event and ended up, I think out of 120 something odd people, I finished like 13th in that one. I was like, Oh man. Yeah. That definitely boosts the confidence a little bit. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, here, and then that was the first year they did their, uh, West coast championship. My second tournament in, I got qualified for this thing through my placement in the tournament. I was like, this is rad, you know? Yeah. Okay. I can fish with these guys. Like, you know, Lo and behold, the rest of the year I got my teeth kicked in pretty good. <laughs> but you know, you know, blind squirrel finds another every once in a while. And man, I I I haven't looked back. You know, I fished uh, the Wild West events uh, in twenty twenty. Um, bass was just kicking off, so I fished fished that uh, Clear Lake event back then. The California bass, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought I had a, a really good thing down and absolutely got my teeth kicked in bad on that one. You know, I was catching fish, but, you know, pre-fishing, I was getting bites here and there, and I'm trying not to set the hook, so I'm like, okay, let me go back to these spots. And I uh, ended up breaking breaking a, a reel that day and kind of one of the, the go-to reels I had at that point. You know, I have a whole lot of, of rods and reels that I carried with me, maybe like, five or six back then and kind of set me back because i was like oh, i was one of the main techniques i was catching them on on a certain area 
being new to kayaking, being new to the Hobie, and not really getting a feel for fishing in the wind that bad. And then the wind was a little bit bad that day where I was at. And I kind of had to back up and punt and go check some other areas where I was finding fish. And the fish were gone. Yeah. You know. But <clears throat> you got to it up as a learning experience. You know, like, okay, I really could have sat there and fished this. Now Now I know I've been able to hold my you know, position in winds and gusts and whatnot. You know, having. Starting to learn the boat a little bit more. Right, right. And that was key is, is understanding the stability of the boat, understanding the capabilities of the kayak and what I can and can't do in it, you know. Um, uh, through the year, I had a couple other good finishes. I ended up finishing the TOC for Wild West. I had a fifth-place finish on an extremely tough fishery. So I mean, you, you fished the whole Wild West series in 2020? Yeah, I fished the whole Wild West series in 2020, and I fished... I'd say about 90% of the Yakabass in 2020. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, the year 2020, COVID, all that nonsense, I came down with it a week before the TLC for Yakabass, so I, I pulled out. I didn't want to be around anybody, so I didn't fish that one. Um, ended up finishing fifth, cut my first check at the uh, Wild West TLC on the After Bay uh, by Orville. Yeah. And man, that that fishery was tough. I think day two when we got there, half the field showed back up because <laughs> we had such a bad day on day one. That's right. Uh, Y'all, man, it was it was foggy. Um, middle of duck season, you've got duck hunters everywhere. I mean, you'd be out in the fog, and thank God we got you know our three sixty lights and and everything. But you'd hear, uh, you know, gunshots going off overhead. They're shooting ducks. It's, it was it was wild, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a wild experience for that, that tournament. There's and been, uh, been a few wild uh, tournament days here in California right, over the especially, years. Right. Uh, last little, a couple weekends ago at the Shasta. Yeah, that was. That, that had to have been a wild one. That was a rough one. Mm-hmm. Um. 2020, I ended up qualifying for the Kayak Pro Tour through Wild West. Yeah, it, it, you want to explain that real quick for some of our yeah. listeners that, that don't really know what you're talking about? So, Kayak Pro Tour. So they have. So you have to fish either. So now, now it's either Wild West or the California Bass Nation Kayak Series. And you get qualified through your AOI standings. So and total points at the total end points of the year. for the year. Correct. Yeah. So your cumulative points for each event. I think in 2020 I finished. If I don't remember wrong, I was like 17th place in AOI for Wild West, which kind of surprised me being fairly novice and new new to it all so i was like you know what if i finish there i got the invite i got support from a few companies you guys included and uh decided to see how i would 
fair up against the, you know, the top of the top in California. You know, these are the, the some of the best guys, best sticks in California. You know, John Myers, Damian Tal, Tazmua. You know, these guys. Everybody, anybody that 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 follows kayak fishing in California knows these names. You know. Yeah, guys that live for fishing. Right, right. Um, I think I just heard something <clears throat> about Damien for last year. His little run he did at the end of the year went all the TLCs. I think he said he pulled like 25 to 30 grand last year just fishing out of his kayak. That's awesome. Which is wild. Yeah, it's great. Um, So I, I kind of dove into that. Head first, so the Kayak Pro Tour, so they, they, they don't announce, they'll give us dates uh, leading into the year to make sure that we have the time off to go make these events. But that's all we get. We get a date. We don't get a location. We don't get an idea of where we're going whatsoever. So right, 30 so this days is out. modeled after the Wild West Apex Pro Tour. Right, correct. Because that's correct. that's the the boat series that they do that kind of has the same idea of like essentially picking out the top anglers out here in California, West Coast based, and kind of essentially sort of throwing them for a loop just to see who can really stand on their feet and and figure it out. So yeah, yeah almost kind of like the the uh, the MLF the Cup series back in the day where they say, hey, show up at this location. We're not telling you where you're going to go. There could be, you know, five or six lakes in that area. You're like, well, where are we going? Who knows? You know, till you know, the day of they find out. Well, we find out 30 days in advance. They tell us, hey, we're like, so our first tournament last year was in the middle of April. And so middle of May or March, they tell us, hey, we're going to like Tolik. All right, cool. Well, I'm, never fished like Tolik before, you know, so you've got to pull up Google Maps, you're pulling up Navionics, whatever whatever kind of public information you can find on these lakes to try to figure out where to go, what to do, what areas hold more fish than the others. So, you, I mean, you have 30 days to do a ton of research on these bodies of water. And, uh, You just you go out two days of fishing, you know, and best man wins. <laughs> so is there it, it, any pre-fishing with these events? No. So it's thirty days. I tell you, at that point when they announce the body of water we're going to, it is a hundred percent off limits. It's not you can't you can't even go on like a a party boat. Like if you have some friends going, hey, we're gonna ski at Kotolik today. You know, it's within that thirty day windows. Uh, nope. You can't, you can't, yeah, you can't step foot on the body of water. You can't fly a drone over the body of water. You can't do anything other than maybe that's part of your commute and you drive by, but as long as you keep driving by, that's, that's it. That's all you get. You know? Yeah, exactly. You can't go call a guy that fishes out there all the time. Hey, what are the fish doing? Nope. You know, that's, that's a no go. So it's it's a hundred percent based off upon either prior experience on the body of water, or um, uh, whatever you can find public information wise on on the internet. 
YouTube, you know, all that, all that, that good stuff. Gotcha. And the, the first year that they did that was last year, right? Or 20, or was it 21? Was it 21 or 22? 22. 22. 22 is the first kayak. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I qualified. I'm sorry. I bought my kayak in 2020. I fished my first tournament in 2021. And then 2022 was the first year of the kayak pro tour. Yeah. Yeah. That good timeline show. I was starting to think. So, yeah, it's so been a wild ride the last guys, two years. Where all did you guys fish for, like, the Pro Tour last year? So, Pro Tour, we did our first event at Lake Tolick. And they just, and that was the middle, the end of April. So, I know a lot of us are kind of thinking post-spawn type deal should be main lake points, stuff like that. and mm-hmm. Well, they had ended up filling that lake up two weeks prior to us getting there to full capacity. So that cooled the lake down tremendously. And, you know, I started searching those those areas for post-spawn stuff, and it was a, a spawn deal. Come to find out, well, I don't have a whole lot of experience fishing the spawn, so... That one was a really tough one for me. Um, our next event was in July, and that was at Lake Trinity or Trinity Lake. And man, that place was a blast. I've yeah, never fished Trinity's it before. I've, awesome. Yeah, I've never seen it before. Um, I had some really good days. You know, I had you know low to upper eighties both days. Uh, caught tons of numbers, but man, the bigger ones for me were hard to find by, uh, come by, I think day and day one, I had <laughs> the worst thing ever happened to me and I small mouth or slippery fish, man. That's all I got to <laughs> say. I was so We've good. The majority of the day, putting my net up, to make sure the fish don't jump off the board. Cause they would not sit still and save your life. And I caught my biggest fish on day one, for for day one, right towards the end of the day before I was going to make my move back to the ramp. And I was super stoked and excited. You know, I just wanted to get the picture submitted, and it slipped off the board, went right between the eighth trail and the kayak, and right into the water before I could get a photo of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, <that> was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that was. Uh, that was heartbreaking, man. It was a 17 and a half inch smallmouth. Um, nice but yeah, oh yeah, it's great fish. I, I caught him super deep and I think I caught like four or five fish off this point I was on right at the end of the day. And I was fishing a little shallower for the majority and I caught that bigger one out deep. So it kind of gave me a better clue for day two on what to maybe do. Um, and that fish I think ended up ultimately cost me maybe like one spot in the standings. I still wouldn't have quite been top 10, but it hurt, you know, to lose that fish. Um, day two, I ended up catching my PB smallmouth um, and then caught another really good one over 18. But I, you know, I, I think both day, I think day one, I caught maybe 10 fish. 
and it was a bag of 16s and like 117. Day two, I caught two over 18, and it was a bag of, I mean, so many 16, the 16 and a half fish, inch fish in that lake. I just, I, I had a hard time finding the bigger ones where I was at. Trying to weed through them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I day two, I was like a 15 fish, 20, you know, 15 to 20 fish day. But I mean, it was fun. It was a blast. I, I had probably the most fun tournament wise fishing that body of water just because you know every cast that you make could be your new pv smallie oh they're in there too yeah what's nice what's fun yeah. about trinity too is it's it it's consistently like 15 16 and 17 inch fish all day which, yeah i think so we have fun. a bit of 14 inch minimum for the kayak pro tour where most of your uh tournaments are at 12 inch minimum right I think day day two started off slow for me, but I didn't catch. I don't think I caught a short fish on day two. Everything was fourteen or above, and I mean there were a lot of them. And it was it was all I was throwing a, an underspin with a four point three Kitek on it, the fat swing, and mm-hmm. Tennessee shad. And man, they were eating it. They just kill it. I know. Oh yeah, it was it was. <laughs> Yeah, I had to, I had to dig quite a few few of them hooks out of, out of some fish because they they completely choked on it. I mean, it, it was a blast. It was absolutely a blast. Um, and the day or third event was I want to say September, uh, like Britain, mm-hmm. and I had. High hopes going into that one, but man, there are a lot of small fish in that lake. There are, yeah. Lot, I mean, that, you can, I mean, catch a lot of fish in a day, more quantity than quality yeah. up there. Yeah, I, I've, I've caught probably the world's smallest smallmouth at Trinity, or I mean, at, at Britain, on a uh, it was a Kitek jig with a baby brush hog on it and i felt this fish thump it i set the hook and lo and behold what's next to me is our camera boat <laughs> i i set the hook man i i'm reeling up mike yeah i know i know this fish has has to have had it i don't feel any resistance no fight no nothing i see the the head of the jig coming up in the water it's got to pick my line up and it slaps about the kayak, bounces off, and all it comes up over, and there's this little probably four-inch smallmouth just on the jig. I'm like, what was this fish thinking? It was almost – the jig and the, the trailer were almost bigger than that smallmouth. Yeah. It That's was funny. wild. <laughs> I got a good photo from the camera boat from that one. and It was funny. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean that that one. So kind of. I want to go back to that lake. Yeah, I want to go back to that lake and kind of see it again because I I want I want to go get redemption on that body of water because I yeah. think day one was like one keeper, day two was two keepers for me. It was a tough tournament for myself. Um, and it's definitely a little bitter. I want to go back just to. To see if I can't find those fish. Get some redemption. I was, right. I was fishing around some of the guys that were 
in the top ten. Um, but they were on that that sweet spot, and anywhere kind of in that. And I, I mean, if you weren't kind of like right where they were at, they weren't there. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got you got all the leftovers, the little ones. That's funny. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to this year. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to make Shasta a couple weeks ago. Well, I, so there's a lot of people that. Yeah, that was a that was yeah. a rough one. Yeah, I was I was fully intent on going. Um, New Year's Eve was was wild at my place. We had water up to an inch from our door to the house by shop flooded and we were getting that next next round of rain and evacuation warnings and orders and everything so i kind of had to sit that one out take care of the family and make sure we were all good yeah i mean i i helped out with kind of tournament director that day and uh they had the road shut down at fondale that morning at like five o'clock i was like well here we go so <laughs> right? we ended up pushing the, the start time back, uh, I think, two hours just to yeah. make sure it was actually safe. It ended up being a nice day, actually. But, yeah, that was a that was a rough one. Yeah, I heard my play stories from some of the guys that are up there about Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Wet, um, soggy, cold, miserable, windy. Yeah, a lot of guys figured out that they're what was called – waterproof equipment was no longer waterproof after even after the the pre-fish day the day before uh, once you i mean it takes some really nice equipment to stay dry in days like that so that was pretty fun oh for sure yeah i work in construction so you know rock quarry so we will do maintenance on rain days and we get decent rain gear from the company and, and without fail man you're done with the day and you're soaking wet and you're miserable. You're cold. <laughs> yeah. yeah so makes it hard to fish. I mean, your hands get cold. And you can't retie. You just don't want to retie anything. And, and we did one of the Hobie BOS tournaments here at Shasta. Yeah, that one was three, four years ago now, if not more than that. Um, and it started snowing. It was, I mean, snowing on all the guys out there during tournament. I think the first day. It was rough. A lot of guys came back to their trucks and started their trucks and sat there and just tried to warm up and that was a that was a rough one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I went out um beginning of December, one of our first big rain rain days we had. And I was like, oh, I'm doing the the California Bass Nation their month long for December. And that was like my only time that for a while to go out. So I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go. And I, I realized the same thing. Unless you have, like, a good cuff on your rain gear, your rain jacket. I mean, my my sleeves were soaked. The water ran down, the, you know, in, into my sweatshirt, my shirts. And, by, yeah, by the end of the day, it was like, okay, let's get in the truck. Let's get warm. But, yeah, you're just fortunately, soaked. I had an awesome day fishing. I mean, the fishing that day was, was fantastic, man. I... I didn't really mind being wet. I didn't really think about it because I was just catching too many fish. It definitely helps for sure. Oh yeah, man! I <laughs> I was uh, it was my second trip out. I 
So I ended up putting live scope on my boat. So that was the second trip out I took out with that. Yeah. Well, speaking of, let's talk about your kayak. You're in a Pro Angler 14, right? The correct with the 360. Um, yes. Let's uh, chat about what you have going on with that thing. Like, what? Why? Why did you make the certain decisions you did with rigging it out and kind of where you at with that? Yeah. So all of 2021, I had so I fished out of the the the, the Pro Angler 360. I've got a nine inch Garmin and a 93 SV. Um, and I was pedal power, man. I, I, I spent enough money rigging the boat out, getting the boat and doing everything. And I was like, you know, I'm going from the paddle, to the pedal drive now. It's like, I don't need a motor. I don't need all this fancy stuff. And, um, I fished 2021 the whole season out of it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, I got a really good feel for the boat and, I started starting to see the advantages of having a motor. I fished Shasta last year, and then it was a two-day tournament. So we had Friday. It was a practice day. So between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I think I covered close to 25 miles of water without a motor through the three days. Yeah, that's a lot of pedaling. And, oh, man, by time midday Sunday, my legs were spent. I mean <laughs> – I was done. I looked at the spot where I started, and it was about a mile and a half away. And I was like, I should go back there. And I was like, my legs are done. I got to pedal all the way back it. this way. No, man, I was, I was, uh, I was really focused on. I'm gonna save up by live scope. I'll pedal around, no big deal. Um, I want to see, you know, everybody's talking about live scope, how good it is, and all this stuff, and. I ended up changing my mind and saying the motor was better just to be able to cover that, that water. I like to cover water. I like to fish um, a little bit faster if I'm not finding the fish. I don't want to You really don't waste time at certain – you don't sit right. at spots trying to, right. trying to work it and work it and work it. Unless the fish are there, then I'll sit there. Yeah. So I like, I like to keep moving, um, cover water, find new water, find new fish. Um, and I realized that – uh, not having a motor when you're fishing around, you know, a large portion of the field does not have motors. You don't have to have a motor. You don't have to have a pedal drive to fish these tournaments. You get, I mean, I would have been completely fine fishing on my big rig, but I wanted to be able to fish hands-free. That was my big, big determining factor of going to the Hobie. Yeah. And something with a pedal drive. And the fact that the, the 360 drive, the maneuverability of it, the ability to hold a spot with it and wind is what sold me on that kayak. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a great boat. I've had, I've had some issues with it, but it's a, <laughs> yes, it's a yeah. great <laughs> You guys know all about it. Um, but it's been a great platform. Yeah. Right. It's been a great platform. It's an awesome boat. Um, Stability is fantastic. You know, I'm not a little guy by any means. And I thought I was falling out of it a few times fishing, standing up. And the the primary and secondary stability on that kayak is phenomenal. I think, you know, 
I fished anything smaller, I definitely would have been swimming a few times. Yeah, I mean, it definitely says a lot when you go out to a lot of these tournaments and 90% of the boat's on the water. Definitely these higher-end tournaments are all PA-14s. Oh, for sure. Everybody, whether it's a 360 or 180, everybody's in a 14 now. Yeah. Um, Some of these boats are insane. Like you said, you've got live scope on yours now, right? So, yeah, so I I ended up getting the – the Newport uh, NK-180, uh, beginning of 2022, after okay. Shasta. Um, and I am running a 50-amp-hour, a 24-volt bioeno battery. Fantastic battery. Um, I think I've covered 13 to 15 miles in a day, and I probably still had... 10 to 15 amp hours left in the battery. Yeah, I mean, one thing great with that, that system, right, is you can provide your own battery, which is, I think, it's awesome. ideal. It's, yeah. And, you know, your kind of sweet spot on those new ports is about 75% throttle, somewhere around that, you know, 400 amp draw. Yeah. Um, is really where your sweet spot is. You really don't get too much more speed going full throttle. I mean, you might pick up a tenth of a mile an hour. I mean, with the way I have my boat rigged out and, you know, me being not so little and everything. <laughs> but with pedaling, if you pedal with it and you've got a good day and I've gotten five to five and a quarter miles an hour out of it. That's not bad. And yeah. No. And it's 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 a great setup. I mean, awesome I'd love to see what the the new NK 300s are. I mean, that's, that's an awesome, going to be an awesome motor down the road. Yeah. But uh, we haven't gotten our hands on one. I know Ramel, he's, I mean, ranting and raving about the thing. So we're we're hoping to get our hands on one here pretty soon. Throw it on something here in the shop. Yeah. We'll figure it out though. And that was kind of my reasoning why I wanted to go to live scope first. You know, Torquedo dropped their 1103. And I was thinking, oh, man, Newport's going to have to come out with a, a new motor to keep up with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it but... got to the point to where being able to cover water and cover water faster and be able to get ahead of some of these guys became more beneficial at the time than waiting. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I, my first tournament with the motor was on Pardee. And if I didn't have that motor, if I didn't have a motor at all, I never would have been able to make it to the spots that I did. And I ended up finishing fifth in that tournament. So now a huge portion of that was being able to run with the motor and cover cover the water faster, get to my starting spots first. Yeah, you're now covering two to three times more water than you you used to so i'm sure yeah especially doing research now too you can sit down like well yeah i can actually get to this spot from this ramp whereas before yeah like, oh, that's that's four miles away five miles away and a lot of a lot of my research when i'm doing for kpt events is i'll look kind of in a a five to six mile radius from wherever we're launching and or you know any tournament you know i'll kind of Okay, I can cover 13 to 15 miles an hour, 15 miles of water, and make it back to the ramp in time in our lot of time we have in our tournaments. Yeah. So I kind of plan my days 
according to that five, usually it's like four and a half to five miles away from wherever we're launching. Cause I mean, you're out in the water and you start seeing squirrels here and there, you start chasing these things all over the place. You know, you never, it never goes the way you have it mapped out in your head. Of course. So I, I try not to look too far to where I'm able to rein myself in. It's like, hey, this is plenty of water to cover. We've got plenty of options in, in this area to make an educated decision on what these fish are doing. Yeah. Um, so I still have my 93 SV. Mm-hmm. Um, and just recently, uh, when I put that on, how to be December or November, late November, I, I ended up pulling the trigger on the, the live scope and going with the new one, the, uh, the LS 34. Mm-hmm. Transducer. Um, I've got that. I'm powering that with a 60 amp hour, 12 volt bio battery. And I haven't even come close to killing that battery. It's plenty, plenty of juice to run that. My graph, um, nav lights, mm-hmm. pretty much whatever I need, um, for the day while I'm not a problem. No, no, not at all. I ended up, I think I ran, first time I ran it, uh, I put well over, for the first two days I ran it, well over 12 hours on that battery, um, on the live scope the whole time, just trying to learn it and figure it out, and uh, I wasn't even close to killing that thing. Yeah, that's awesome. So, what else? Yeah, I got the uh, Yak Attack Black Pack 16 by 16 which is a a great a great kayak crate. I mean, I fished out of a home built crate until I bought that. I think I got that from you guys middle of the year last year. Yeah. I mean, they Somewhere didn't around release there. it until like late summer, I think. Yeah. Something it was like that, probably so. within a month after it being released. I ended up pulling the trigger on that thing. And... Yeah. We've, I mean, that's been uh, the go-to for, I mean, since they released it last year. Oh, it's an awesome crate. Awesome crate. I mean, plenty of storage. Um, I am now that guy that looks like a giant porcupine going down the lake with all my rods. <laughs> um, I've got, I think, 10 rod holders on the black pack. Then the two rod holders that are molded into the Hobie, and nine times out of ten, all of those slots are full. Yeah. Now, do you so, use the horizontal storage on your boat? Not only for transport. Um, I like my my area kind of open. I've got enough other stuff that I carry. You know, you got your catch board. You've got, you know, the uh, the pulley system for the motor. Now I've got the live scope arm, and I just I kind of like to keep it clean. Every once in a while, uh, I don't like retying in the middle of tournaments unless I have to. Gotcha. So. Uh, the more casts you make, the more opportunities you have to catch a fish. You gotta keep that line in the water, right? You're not gonna catch anything without a uh, a line on the water, you know. And actually, we fished Comanche last year, and what was I doing? I threw out a drop shot. I was thinking it was raining in the middle of June. Go figure, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Random rainstorm in June, and I was I had my bibs on. I was getting hot, so I'm like, oh, let me just pitch out this drop shot and let me take my bibs off and 
see my rod kind of getting bent over. I'm, like, oh, I'm stuck on something. I grab it. And I'm like, nope, that's a fish. <laughs> <laughs> and being one of my bigger fish for that tournament, you know. So something's always to be said that, you know, keeping a line wet no matter what you're doing, you know. Um, you know, and drop shots are great things to kind of throw out there and let it just sit and soak. And while soak. you're yeah. eating a sandwich, you know, um, Nature calls, it doesn't matter. Whatever you're doing, I think Blanchard, in one of his videos, he made a joke about that. He was going to you know, leave a spot, and I remember he was kind of, he was like, I wasn't sure how to edit this one, you know, and lo and behold, he catches a fish on a drop shot while I was going, you know, and it's something to be said about it. Yeah, of <laughs> course, know? for sure. So, Ooh. yeah, it's kind of, kind of my setup now, you know, um, the uh, it's powered by the Yak Power system. Yeah, so you've got a uh, old, the circuit system in there and everything, right? Correct. Yes, yeah, yeah. so they're they're bigger one. It's got eight eight ports. Mm-hmm. Um, way more than I need. Yeah. Um, well, it's nice because <laughs> you can turn. I mean, bow lights on, all that kind of stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah those definitely bow lights. change the way we uh, rig kayaks. Yeah. As far as the electrical systems um, nowadays, it's been it's been fun doing some crazy stuff with those. Yeah, things. they're they're great. You can Bluetooth them to your phone if you don't want to. Like I, when I originally put it in, I ended up putting the uh, switch in my center hatch. Yeah. In so the tub. you could. Yeah, that way I wasn't putting holes in the boat, and then you could. You know, pull up your phone on your nav lights, click, click that, or you can, you know, open your hatch up, push the button, and yeah. turn everything on. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely made made it a lot easier for us here in the shop rigging, too. Oh, I imagine, yeah, I can't imagine how, you know, trying to run switches and where, where to, where to mount, you know, four, three to four switches, you well, know, it's you nice because, like, back in the day, once you plug everything in, everything's on. You're just you're powering everything all the time. Or yeah. it's like, you know, we don't necessarily need the light over your head at noon when the sun's up. So it's yeah. it's nice being able to turn that stuff off. So, turn the nav lights off, you're not killing batteries, you know, you I've got uh, you know, lights in the the passenger compartment and if it's dark, you know, a lot of times we launch in the middle of you know, morning it's pitch black and for sure. Maybe you want to retie something, retie something real quick before you, you make your first cast. That way at least you have some kind of light. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's right. I haven't done a whole lot of that. (laughs) I like to be able to see where I cast. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate you sit down and talk with me, man. Um, you, let's see, you have Instagram, YouTube, uh, Croco outdoors. Yeah, Croco underscore outdoors on Instagram. Uh, Facebook is Croco outdoors. I got a Facebook page for that. And YouTube is the same. Awesome. Um, and sponsors. But, uh, what are you what are you working with this year for sponsors? So this year I've got you guys, uh, Headwaters Veg Company, uh Bioino Power, uh P Line. Uh, Nichols Lures, Dirty Jigs, um, TKO Tungsten, which if you guys haven't checked them out, they offer some 
pretty cool stuff that a lot of all other companies offer. Um, the uh, they got a weedless uh, ball head, which well, actually when I it came up in the middle of December to fish Shasta with you guys, or with Matt when I came up, kind of scout that out, fishing uh, Jones Valley the trees and everything with a weedless ball head, a little two point eight on there, is uh, was pretty awesome. Um, there's a discount code. It's Croco15. They give you 15% off on anything off their website. Um, there's a local auto shop down here. It's a specialized exhaust and automotive uh, based out of Oak Grove, California. Awesome shop. Great guys. They do fantastic work. Um, hooked. Uh, bait shop out of Ione. Um Great people, great small business. They are huge into the fishing scene. Uh, Jay's uh, now the tournament director for Wild West teams for the North NorCal division. So he is uh, fully involved in everything. So Cool. And they're starting a Roku channel now, right? Yeah, so they're starting a channel on Roku on the so Abigail app. They're launching early March of this year. It's going to be a uh, hooked outdoors channel. Cool. Um, yeah. So that's, that's pretty exciting and something new to, to check out. And then uh, I've got uh, Gregory water systems. He owns a uh, water truck and sweet sweeper business in Sacramento area. And those are kind of the guys that are supporting me to, Throughout my journey, while we chase these uh, green and brown fish all over the place. <laughs> all these tiny little green fish. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for uh, stopping by, checking in, listening. Um, if anybody has anything they want us to cover, anybody they want us to interview, let us know. Um, we are Headwaters Adventure Company. Podcast name is The Whole Experience. Uh, we have Instagram, Headwaters Adventure Company. Same thing with Facebook, Headwaters Adventure Company, and YouTube. So, yeah, check us out, headwatersadventure.com. We have uh, free shipping with Tackle now. We are now carrying Tackle. So uh, 2023 Tackle during checkout gets you free shipping. So that's awesome. Other than that, I appreciate you sitting down with me, James. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we do this more often do some uh, tournament yeah. check-ins and that kind of stuff down the road. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Of course. You have a good one, man. Yeah, you too. Thank you. <laughs>